my what's poppin baby welcome back to another episode of remixed i know it's been a minute you know i took the summer off not that i had that much of a choice but i'm back now uh so we have that going for us today i'm talking about the sarah Kays and ajr concert that came to ball state so this is once again going to be one of those little minisodes where i'm by myself kicking it solo god that sounded so cringy i apologize to anyone that might be listening to this um but yeah so i had the pleasure of attending the ajr concert um well sarah Kay's and ajr i don't want to forget the opener because she was actually incredible but we'll get into that um yeah and i actually got to be a i guess uh a, a part of the part of the press or reporter or whatever you want to call it um but i got like a media pass and everything it was really cool i got to go a few places and i got to talk to a few people that i probably wouldn't have um given any other circumstance so that was really cool uh i guess shout out to emmons for getting that for me it was kind of like pulling teeth you know like uh we submitted the the request for a media pass like two weeks in advance and we didn't hear back till like the day of the concert so as of the day of the concert i had no idea if i was even going because i didn't get tickets because i thought i was going to get a media pass so yeah that's just a little insight into how that all happened anyways uh i want to talk about ajr and sarah k's and their performances and kind of my uh shifting opinions on uh ajr in general uh, but first i'm going to talk about sarah k's and then i'm going to talk about ajr just because you know it's the order of the concert it's only fair um also she did an incredible job so i want to i want to really highlight that um because sarah Kays is is a hoosier she's from indiana and she was like yeah playing in muncie is almost like as close to a hometown show as it gets for her at this point um her brother actually went to ball state so she she said that and uh no one no one clapped no one no one wooed uh, and she kind of prompted the audience to do so which was pretty funny um but yeah, it was it was super interesting because Emmons is like a seated venue, which I hate for concerts like so much. Like I'm okay if there's like a sitting area because then if like people who can't stand for an extended period of time need to, they can sit down or, you know, they'll get a seat where they can be accommodated. But in general, I like I like the concerts that like, you know, it's standing standing room like the Egyptian room. That way, like, you know, there's the pit up front. And yeah, it kind of sucks if someone tall's in front of you, but overall i think it's just a better vibe you know everyone is a lot more willing to engage in um the artist and i think it's it's a lot easier it's a lot more natural whereas like if you have your assigned seat if everyone's not standing then you feel weird standing so it's possible that you won't get anyone standing but that really didn't stop sarah at all uh her very first song like everyone started standing uh like as soon as she really started getting into it and it was really cool to see because it, w- it wasn't just like a, oh she's playing we're gonna stand up like people kind of waited to see if they liked her and then they all stood up like almost simultaneously it was really really cool um all i have to say about sarah overall is that i wish i knew her discography better um simply because you know venues like that it's it's kind of tough especially for an artist like sarah uh who you know she's got that she's got a nice like classic you know alto to soprano voice um i know that sounds like i'm not being specific it's because i'm intentionally trying not to because i don't know her vocal uh range i didn't get to ask her that um but yeah it's it's harder in those like in like emmons and like auditoriums like that to really be um 
understood like your words when you're singing or speaking even um but it didn't really seem to matter because the people that knew her discography like there were a lot of just sarah k's fans there um like i had multiple people that i was talking to they're like yeah i just came here for sarah like ajr is kind of a bonus i guess and i was like okay that's actually really really cool like that's really awesome uh, I actually had a friend of mine who had tickets to the show, but then had to quarantine because they were exposed to someone with COVID. And uh, I actually got to meet with Sarah Kay after her set, or Sarah Kay's, my bad, after her set. And she was really cool. And she recorded like a video to my friend uh, who couldn't make the uh, the concert. And it was really awesome. You know, you can see why people love her, like for her personality as well as her music. And it's just super cool. I If I had to describe it, it's very soft, you know. Um, the instrumentals weren't insanely um, groundbreaking, you know. It's not It's not something that, like, no one's ever heard before, but she does it very, very well. Like, it's a very soft, like, almost indie-type sound, and it makes sense. She's not a very big artist yet, um, but I have a feeling that she's going to go pretty far. Um, at least in the same scene that, like, AJR is in, if that makes sense. Like, AJR is, like, the one group in that scene that, like, really popped off and sold out millions. So, you know, I feel like in that in that realm, I think Sarah really can carve her own place out with that, which is going to be really cool to see because I'm definitely going to be following her um, for the foreseeable future. You know, she's going on tour shortly in Europe, which is really awesome, especially for, like, an artist of, like, her current size. Um, but, yeah, um, her, she has super, super sweet vocals. Um, like, it just, it, like, her songs, even the ones that aren't necessarily about happy topics, really make you feel good. Um, just listening to them, being in the same room as it, um, also when you listen to it, like, in your headphones. So... It's just feel it's really like it's awesome feel good music, even if, you know, it's it's one of those songs that she has that is about like a more serious topic. Um, like she has a song um, like Chosen Last, um, which was the third song she played. And it was like all about how she feels that she's been chosen last ever since kindergarten. Right. Um, classic trope. People have talked about it before. She's not the first, but she did it incredibly well. You know, like, uh, by the time it was over, I was singing the chorus, which, um, given that it was very hard to hear her, it was even more impressive that I, you know, was singing along with her by the end of that song. Um, so that was really awesome. Um, she also had an incredible control over the audience in a way that very few artists really do, um, I wouldn't say like she really commands the stage because I th I don't know if she's quite she quite shows that confidence to really command the stage and command the audience if that makes sense. I think it's just legitimate respect that the audience just kind of like gives her when she's playing. Um and it's super cool to see and every now and then she would kind of have that like command the stage like moment in the middle of a song and then she'd kind of back off. And I don't know if it's like she is still working on that confidence, if she's still working on playing bigger shows. Um, I don't really know what it is, but it's, I mean, it, it's, it was super cool to see. And like, I honestly, I hope that that's the case, that like she's only going to get more confident and more, like have more fun with the stage because it just kind of felt like she was a little bit timid when she was, you know, talking to the audience. 
um and the audience was super super nice um yeah i give props because like the audience does play a big role especially in live shows so if the audience is you know not feeling you or they just kind of closed-minded whatever it can just really suck uh, and I've seen it at multiple live shows I've been to, but this one, you know, everyone was being super nice to her. I don't know if it's cause like she's our age cause she was born in 1999. So she's like half a year older than me. Um, so I don't, I don't know if that was like the scenario. Like she's kind of like a peer that we're all cheering on, but whatever it was, it was really, really cool. Um, yeah, she had another song. I think it was called Keep Your Eyes on the Road. I don't know. I just remember those words specifically from it. And that song was probably the one that I liked the best. Um, you know, she mentioned that she had a song about, um, you know, body image issues. And she had a song about that. And I was kind of skeptical because, you know, who doesn't, like, no offense, you know, but what female artist doesn't have a song that at least references that, if that makes sense? Like, if it's not that, then it's the polar opposite. Um, so I wasn't I wasn't stoked to be like, oh, I can't wait to hear about your body image issues, you know? And that's, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, sound mean or anything like that. You know, like I've struggled with my own body image issues and yeah, I've written songs about it and pieces about it. Um, so I don't know, like I'm a little bit uh, jaded when it comes to that topic. Uh, but it was, it was actually a really sweet song. And like I said, like even like her most, um, depressing songs, like not even necessarily depressing, but like, you know, depressing topics that she was covering. Um, even those, it was, it was very sweet to hear. And like, I had a smile on my face pretty much the whole time, which was really cool. Um, and yeah, she's super like the, like, while a lot of her songs, like, again nothing super groundbreaking every now and then she'll pull like imagery um that like really really gets you like for that body image song and you know trigger warning for anyone uh who struggles with an eating disorder skip ahead by like a minute or so um but she had this bit about like wishing that she was smaller like i think it's like i always wished i was smaller than this but i'm still pulling at my skin you know um that's not the exact line, but it was like chills through the auditorium. It was super awesome. Uh, I actually got to meet the rest of the band that she was uh, traveling with. So there was Andrew, who was on the guitar, Fowler on the drums, and uh, Quinn on the bass. And I'll just say, like, so many artists, you know, when they, especially when they have like a traveling band or like, you know, their band isn't their band the the bandmates you know they're phoning it in or they're just playing what they're supposed to but the amount of energy that the band really gave back to sarah was awesome and i had no doubt that all of those um artists because that's what they are uh instrumentalists knew exactly what they were doing how they were playing etc like uh like andrew on the guitar he was so sick like he was pulling out all these little techniques that like if you play guitar, you understand, you know, how difficult some of the things that he was doing was, or, you know, it was just, it was just awesome. Uh, and then Fowler, who was on the drums, he was super energetic. It was also his birthday. So we all got to sing him happy birthday. Uh, and if Fowler, for whatever reason, you wind up listening to this, happy birthday, my dude. I know I like gave you a bunch of fist bumps and stuff, but you know, I'll say it again. Happy, happy birthday, my dude. Um, and then Quinn on bass, 
um, it didn't like a lot of times when bassists play. Like that's why like the joke is like, oh, he's the bassist, uh, or like people don't know the bass player's name. Um, and then like there's a few bass players that everyone knows. Um, it's because like usually it just kind of feels like they're filling a slot, right? They're they're strumming the strings to keep up the beat, and it's that's all they're doing. They don't care about anything else. Um, but with Quinn, he was like he I genuinely felt like he was putting energy into the music, and it was really awesome. Um, last few things I'll say about it. Uh, so Andrew, the guitarist, he's also he's mostly a writer. He mostly writes for other people, um, but he's going with Sarah to Europe, um, which is going to be really cool to see. I got to talk to their uh, their touring manager Thomas. He was really really cool, um, really nice guy. Definitely, like, everyone everyone in that group really deserves uh, all your support. You know, they all seem like real, genuine humans, and they're just trying to make a living doing what they love, and you can't hate on that. Um, right now, Nashville's kind of all of their home bases. I got to actually talk to Sarah's dad, because, like I said, she's from Indiana, and so he came to the show, and I was like, oh. Because I, I heard him, like, I was literally standing, like, in front of him, and he was talking about, like, raising her or something and i was like excuse me are you the artist father like how often do you get to do that you know um so that was really really cool also random shout out to sarah simply for so she only did one cover but it was a cover of welcome to my life by simple plan and any of you pop punk heads out there who have been listening to pop punk for a little bit or maybe you just like the classics and you found them yourself um you know how awesome of a song that is and her little cover was awesome and i will say that yes sarah used a ukulele quite consistently throughout her show but instead of it just being like the same four chords over and over again that everyone expects from a ukulele player because it takes five seconds to learn ukulele is not hard to learn it's a very simple instrument um she was actually like exhibiting real skill when she played you know she also played the guitar but she when she played the ukulele it was like okay this is you're actually very gifted or you've worked very hard um to actually like play these songs the way that you are because she was like finger picking it and playing very specific notes and it was really really cool um because that's not something that you really get to see out of a ukulele especially in the wake of like 21 pilots where it's you know it's it's all the same chords um you know, I give 21 Pilots props for bringing the ukulele kind of more back into the mainstream, but at the same time, you know, now everyone can play the ukulele. So if you're going to play the ukulele, you better be good enough to finger pick and do all that stuff. All right, 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 all right. So let's get into AJR. I will probably have a lot less to say about them than I did about Sarah, and that's because honestly the way that they perform sounds pretty much exactly like they do on the album, right? And it was really cool because, you know, they're performing at Emmons for however many students, right? They could sell out arenas, you know? They're they're that popular. I don't know about, okay. They probably couldn't do a sold-out arena tour, but you get what I'm saying. Like, they could have easily done the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, easily, you know? They could have done the Egyptian Room if that was the vibe they were going for. But for some reason, their stop in Indiana, they chose Muncie. And I have a theory, you know, because it's only the second show on their tour. Um, I think it's what a lot of artists do where they go to, like, smaller venues 
they try to be a little bit more strict about photography and uh, filming and everything. Because, like, from a media pass, they were like, you can only take pictures of the first three songs. I was like, okay, but look at all the students taking videos and pictures. Like, I understand that, like, I'm doing this for a publication, but at the same time, anyone that, like, wanted to find this, like, these videos or these pictures could very easily do so. Um, but, yeah, the... Yeah, so I think what they were doing is going to a small town or a smaller venue to test out, you know, does the set list flow the way we want it to? Does, you know, does this gimmick that we're doing for this song work as well as we thought it might? Um, all that stuff. Uh, a lot of artists do that uh, when they go on tour. Also, it's COVID, so it's probably less regulations on a smaller show. That could have to do with it because when I was talking to uh, Sarah Kays and the band, um, they even though they were opening for AJR, they have yet to meet the band as of the concert, right? Um, I don't know if they've since met them, but apparently AJR is taking COVID like stupid seriously, which I get it. You know, this, this these tours are the difference of like millions of dollars for them, you know? Um, for a lot of new artists, like a tour is the difference between a few hundred to a couple thousand depending on where your tour is going and you're probably losing money on that tour regardless um but with ajr it's like oh yeah every show they cancel that's thousands of dollars out of their pockets um and that really sucks so i totally get them being you know safe about it but at the same time like why why can't you let you know the people that open for you meet you like masked up or whatever you i assume they're all vaccinated um especially if they're taking it as seriously as they are, um, as they AJR. Ha, 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 there's my pun dad joke. If my dad ever actually listens to another episode, maybe he'll text me about it and comment that I'm a hypocrite because I always get on him about his dad jokes. But that's enough about me. Let's get on to more about AJR. Um, yeah, I'd say, yeah, they sound pretty identical to their album, which I think has a lot to do with you know their reliance on the backing tracks. Uh, which is fine when you have music that's produced the way that it is for them, where they use a lot of drum loops, drum fills, etc. They kind of, if if the lead singer is to be running around and jumping across the stage like he was last night, they need the backing track. Totally understandable. I'm not knocking it. It's just, at times there was just a little bit too much reliance on it. Like, you know, the the backing vocals were just a little bit too loud because at some points I couldn't tell if it was actually this like him singing or if it was just the backing track that was singing for him. Because I was like, man, that sounds like super identical. And then whenever he would pull the mic away from him, I'd still hear singing. And I was like, hmm, okay, is he singing support for the backup or is the backup singing support for him? Either way, um, he was still, like, like uh, the main singer, was still super, super electric, super energetic, and he was giving everything to that show you know, despite it being a smaller show of just mostly Ball State students, right? Um, they played all their big songs. So I guess if you're a big AJR fan, you don't have to worry about, you know, oh, they're not going to play Bang. Yes, they'll, they'll play Bang. They'll play Weak. Um, they might play it multiple times, surprisingly. Uh, they might even play All Star by Smash Mouth, which they absolutely did. And it was very funny, and everyone enjoyed it. Uh, that probably got them the biggest applause of the night. Um but I will say, I went into this concert not really an AJR fan. You know, I've gone on record before saying, like, oh, yeah, AJR is fine. They have 
they have three good like they have three good songs and then the rest all sound the same to me which still holds true for the most part you know it's if you've heard those three songs you've heard them all if you know what i mean um maybe i'll keep up with them more now because it was on it like i was super pleasantly surprised with that concert you know i am now like i'm not i'm not like a fan you know i'm not gonna like you know go out and buy a shirt i definitely wasn't gonna buy a shirt there oh my gosh like i've seen merch prices before they were a they're a tad bit pricey especially if you happen to be a plus-sized person um which was super messed up in my opinion so uh sarah Kays didn't do this so i'm not gonna drag her into this but ajr um if you wanted a double XL, it was going to cost you $5 more, like, for the same shirt. So, like, I think the T-shirt, or maybe it was a crew neck. No, it was a T-shirt. It was, like, $35. But if you wanted the double XL, it was going to be 40 And, like, I, I get it. Like, it's more fabric, but it's not $5 more fabric. Also, like, how many of those do you even sell? You know? It was just kind of, I don't know. It, it really kind of put a bad taste in my mouth, like, and I, I, I also kind of doubt that it's the band that makes that decision. You know, it's probably a manager somewhere up the totem pole for those decisions. But still, like, especially in this day and age of, like, you know, body positivity, et cetera, why, why would you go and do that? It makes no sense to me. Like, I feel like you're causing a problem for yourself that doesn't need to be a problem. And if XXLs are, like, that much more expensive don't order as many and then if you're out you're out you know I just don't i don't know i feel like you know you're shaming people when they're supposed to be coming to see you for a good show um i will say ajr fans are incredible um at least to ajr you know they they're relatively dedicated they get pretty obsessed pretty quickly um pretty much all the same demographic you know um white college kids i guarantee you that's their biggest demographic um but you know it, it works they play to their demographic it it's it's definitely an awesome show to watch um live music is oftentimes just better uh and in this scenario it was absolutely way better like i could i could listen to their whole concert and i had a great time but if i tried to listen to them in the car i'd probably get a get a little annoyed by you know the fourth or fifth song um you know too much of a good thing i guess you know uh, i'm still not like a huge fan but i i am going to be following them in the future and i really hope that you know they they come up with something um unique to themselves if that makes sense um and i don't mean like unique in general because i think their sound is relatively unique and something that you know the space was there for you know there was an empty space and they filled it but i want them to release something that doesn't sound exactly like all the other ajr songs you know and i got we got like a sneak peek to their creative process um which i know they've done at other shows before where they basically showed how they made um i think it was bang it was one of the songs um it was one of their big songs and they basically showed like how they did the like production for that song like how they found the snare the hi-hats etc what instruments they added in what order and then it all wound up with them performing the song um really really cool 
not you know again not new not unique um entirely still really really awesome especially if you're an ajr fan i'm sure that was absolutely incredible i thought it was really really cool i'm not trying to bash them um and i'm not trying to be super cynical it's just you know i don't find them in incredibly special but i can appreciate that their fans really do find them special and it's it's really cool because like i i went through like every corner of that auditorium and everywhere there were just fans that were just like you could tell they've listened to that album front to back so many times they know all the words to all the songs even the ones that aren't super popular on the radio um which i can't name because they're not super popular and i haven't heard them enough to pull them out of my out of my butt like that but yeah other than that there's not a whole lot to say about them other than that they put on an awesome show they sound as close to the album as you can get um you know through their backing tracks and just being genuinely good musicians um I will say I want to shout out to the simple musicians that do it well, right? So, like, AJR's bassist, um, he wasn't doing anything absolutely crazy. You know, he interacted with the audience a few times, but when he was playing, he was very much, like, you could tell he was focused on playing his notes and doing it well. And I think the other uh, instrumentalist of the night that really needs to be shouted out for similar things is Fowler, uh, Sarah Kay's drummer. Um, because again, it was pretty simple drumming throughout the whole time, but you could tell he had perfect control over his kit and he was, you know, playing to the song. You know, a lot of people don't realize why Ringo is considered one of the greatest drummers of all time. And it's because he played to the Beatles songs, if that makes sense. Um, like he had his own internal metronome, which really helped the Beatles in recording. Um, but mostly it's because Ringo drummed to whatever the song needed. You know, he wasn't flashy. He didn't go crazy. He didn't do anything that it was like, oh, I can tell this is Ringo drumming. No, he played to whatever the song needed. And that night, I would say that Fowler did just that. And the bassist for AJR did just that on bass. Um, which is super cool, and I think that's something that a lot of people don't get enough appreciation for, right? I think, and, and that was another thing, uh, I was talking to Andrew, uh, the guitarist, and he's mostly a writer uh, for other artists, and we were talking about this cultural shift where now writers are getting more and more credit for what they're doing. So, like, Benny Blanco is probably the biggest example, right? Love him or hate him, the man knows how to market himself, and he's one of the only writers that I can think of that, like, actually gets feature credits on the songs that he makes, you know? Um, like, Graduation with Juice World, East Side with uh, Halsey and Khalid, um, a bunch of others, some of which I can't say the title of because I can't cuss on this podcast. So we'll keep it family-friendly. But, yeah, it's it's that shift in culture where now we're starting to see more credit be given to the writers and even producers, um, which is super awesome to see. You know, even with AJR, like, you know, they're, they kind of produce their own stuff for the most part, from what I can tell. At least that's what they say. Um, and so it was really cool to see, like, their writing and production process live on stage. Um so yeah, I give them big ups for what they're doing. I hope they have awesome luck on their upcoming tour. I hope, you know, they don't have any problems with the pandemic, you know, slowing them down. 
um, you know, they seem to be staying as safe as they can to keep playing shows. Um, so at least, you know, they'll be at their shows, whether or not people who are unvaccinated or whatever don't make it to their shows or maybe they have to quarantine like my friend and can't go out to see it which is super sad because you know she's vaccinated and everything um but she still couldn't go see the show and so you know i'm i'm glad that i got to you know interview her you know off on the side and get that video for my friend um interview sarah Kays. i'm sorry uh and get that you know little video for my friend and make her feel a little bit better while she's quarantining um but, you know, that's the sad reality for a lot of people. But, you know, concerts are back, which is awesome, obviously. And I guess I'll leave you guys with, like, a little joke or a meme that I saw the other day where it was, like, after, like, two years of lockdown and no concerts, some people's first concert was really Weezer, huh? And, you know, I, don't come at me, Weezer fans. I, I'm fine with Weezer. Please, please don't hurt me. Weezer fans are so dedicated and so crazy. I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done that. I'm, I'm, I'm in so much trouble. I'm probably going to get another death threat. Um, yeah, uh, sure. Why not? Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my wrap up of Sarah Kay's and AJR. Uh, keep an eye on Sarah Kay's. Absolutely. She's doing awesome. And I hope to see her you know, get bigger and grow as an artist, That's that'd be super awesome. And AJR is AJR. They're big. Um, I don't necessarily have a different opinion coming out of it other than they put on an excellent live show. So if you're an AJR fan and you're debating, like, is the, is the price of the ticket worth it? I think if you're an AJR fan at all, it absolutely is. You know, they put on an excellent live show. It's going to sound exactly like you want it to sound. And the amount of energy that the entire band brings is so sick. Um, I will sing their praises for their live show and hope that the next thing that they release is awesome. You know, I want nothing but the best for all the artists that I saw. Um, and I hope you guys appreciated this little, this little, uh, this little review, especially if you're an AJR fan, or maybe if you were at the concert and you don't agree with me, you know, you can tweet at me at journalist, Sam, you can message me. Uh, you can catch me on campus, I guess, uh, if you're that dedicated, um, but yeah, let me know if you agree or disagree. And, uh, other than that, I hope you have an awesome day. Stay safe out there and we'll see you guys on the next episode of Remixed.